welcome to the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast with Three Bald Guys, Fred Peritsky of FCP Digital, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications, and freelance writer Rodney Warner. Welcome to the inaugural podcast of Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing with me, Rodney Warner, Fred Peritsky, and Paul Schindel. Hey. How are you guys doing? Hey, good, good morning, Rodney. All right. Great. This we, is my first time. Are, are, at are we the, having fun yet? This is fun. This <laughs> is I'm I'm just overjoyed. Yes. This is you know you're, so we're at the um, You're a podcast at, virgin then. At the at the corner bakery somewhere in the wilds of Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I think we're in Newtown. We're in Newtown. Yeah, we should give a shout out to them because they're so nice to... Well, the corner bakery is very nice to all the groups in Bucks County, including a group that Rodney and I are part of, Newtown Business Association. So thank you for having us. We won't be plugging them too much until they become a paid sponsor. Or at least give us free food. Free food is good. Yes. We're going to talk later if if, uh, shout outs to corner bakery our marketing or advertising. You know, we're going to have to start doing this at a bar. I, I think that would be much more interesting. Make it a really happy hour. So anyway, so si- since this is our first uh, podcast, we thought we'd talk about marketing and what it is and what it isn't. So so where do you guys want to want to go with this? What what do you guys think is 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 marketing when you know well, when when you know I, I think a lot of our clients are, are smaller businesses. They're not, you know, massive corporations with huge budgets and so they can't hire expertise. So they so they hire guys like us to to do their marketing. So, so so what do you what do you guys think marketing is? Right. Well, if I can if I can jump in, you know, everybody's definition of marketing is is different, and so people will come to us as communications professionals and say, "I need marketing," and what they really need is one little component that falls under the marketing umbrella. Or I need a website. Um, well, yeah, you do, but what's the purpose of this website? What are we really getting at with that? Um, so that that definition of marketing is certainly a very amorphous kind of thing. Um, the long and short of what I would say is that um, you you are and embody your brand, whatever that is, and the expressions of that brand, the communication of that brand, could all be considered marketing. Very nice. Paul, very, very good. I would yes. agree with... You get 10 points for that. I, I would agree. I'm going to go for 11. <laughs> very, very good points there. Um, since I specialize in website design, a, a lot of my clients and prospects come in. They do say they need a website, and I'll ask, you know, what's, what's the purpose, just like Paul said? And um, some people say because everybody else has a website, which is probably not a good a good reason a good reason enough to get a website. You want to have a website and other marketing materials to get people to know your business. So marketing is really how you want to get yourself known to the world, is with many different ways. And we'll talk about advertising later. Advertising is a part of marketing. Um, you know, it, one of the things I, I you know, I've, I see about marketing is it's something that makes you look bigger than you actually are. 
Okay. I mean, do, do you do you agree with that? Do you do you think that's one of the benefits of marketing that? I that's I think that. I mean, how many companies are going are going to hire you knowing that you know you're just a guy in an office? Don't you want to look like you're you're twenty guys and and have this fabulous team behind you? But I am, and I do. <laughs> in any event, from that. I, and Mark, I don't think it's about making you look bigger than you are. I think it, it's about making you look the way you really are, or okay. the or the ra or the way you'd really like to be, which is not necessarily bigger. Um, sometimes, sometimes you want to make that impression. Oh yeah, we're you know global. Uh, we have offices in Frankfurt, London, Tokyo, and Newtown and Princeton, um, but but. The representation has got to be realistic, and you know you can you can sell people crap one time, or you can sell them quality over and over and over and over again, and that's how you make money. So, so what do you see, Fred, as far as misconceptions that clients have about marketing? Well, I was just going to add one thing to what Paul said, um, and of course, I agree with him and. Of course, you of agree. Of course, I agree this with him. This is a good start. I know. We're, we're I know. In, this could be really boring if everybody Paul, agrees with Paul everybody. and I are in a similar business, so a lot of our ideas are the same. But what I find, the, to me, the most important part of marketing is um, to show that you're credible. And right. so a, a lot of my clients are professional service organizations, uh, law firms, CPA firms, um, wealth management. And the most important thing for them is to show that you're, you're credible. I will hear from people, I don't need a website because my clients don't go to it. Or I don't need a website, you know, nobody's going to find me. I get all my business through referrals. Well, that may be the case, and that would be great. However, in today's world, everybody is going to your website as the first step to see, are you credible? Is your website secure? That's another thing. Is your website mobile? But the number one thing is credible. If you go to an attorney's website and it doesn't have a bio, for example, that says your attorney graduated from law school, that's that's a bad thing. You might as well not have a website. Here's a footnote to that. If if our listeners are going to the three bald guys dot com podcast uh, you know podcast um, website um, and you look at our profiles and you click the link about or that says, you know, Paul's bio, Rodney's bio, Fred's bio. If it goes to our websites, then we actually haven't posted our own bios yet. So keep coming back to the site keep and coming back. check on us. Yeah, the, web, the website is going live when this podcast goes live. So, um, yeah, all these, everybody, it's almost universal when I have a conversation with a prospect about their marketing plan. And I'll actually... And Paul, you could chime in too. Most of my clients of all different sizes, who I love, all of my clients, generally do not have a marketing plan. Right. Um, so a website is part of that plan. Um, brochures, business cards, branded merchandise, um, blogs. There's every. There's so many parts of a marketing plan that um, y you have to you have to take account of and um, sometimes cost is an issue and a lot of times it's not really cost it's thought 
we have to put thought into what we're what we're doing so we get a, we get the word out about your business. You know, it, you know, as far as my clients and I'm, I write mostly for law firms, it's all about trust. I mean, you're not going to hire a lawyer you don't trust. No. Well, and it's trust and estates, or <laughs> it can be that too. But you know, it's. But but getting back to my other question, yes. I mean, is I mean, do you see some confusion in clients and that you know they think marketing is, is, is something else? So what are the what are the common mis misconceptions that that people have about marketing? Some of the common misconceptions are, for instance, I'll hear from people, um, "Why well, do all my I do all my advertising on Facebook? I have a Facebook page and I post to it, so that's enough for me." Or I now have an Instagram page. Well, that's part of your marketing plan. Um, or I have a website that was done five years ago, and I never look at it. So all of your all of your marketing and advertising has to be looked at, just like all the other parts of your business. For example, if you're an attorney or a CPA, you have to keep up with your uh, continuing education credits every year to keep your license going. So why would your website and your marketing plan be any different? Um, once your shingle is up, that's not the end of your education. Once your marketing is underway, your website, your social media, your brochures, advertisements on billboards, whatever you're doing has to be consistently updated so that it doesn't get stale. So I do... I have a hesitance. I see a hesitancy in some people to spend money and time. I think time is probably the m the more important um, part of it than the money. Well, and of course, it, um, updating your website is also the best way to keep your website found um, through that organic SEO. Yep. Um, clients will sometimes pay an arm and a leg uh, for you know, monthly fees on SEO that are sometimes at best moderately incremental in terms of their impact mm -hmm. um, compared to the value of posting uh, a blog, a blo you know, posting a new blog page every, uh, every week or every other week uh, is far more valuable. I'd like to go back to this idea about marketing plans because I agree that most of our clients have do not have a marketing plan and um, one of the challenges in that um, one of the reasons for that is that they don't want to pay for it they don't know what it is they don't know how to do it we do marketing plans at three bears um, but it ain't free it takes a lot of time to put together a plan that is comprehensive that is you know, specific to your business, your audience, your needs, your plans. And um, it doesn't just come out of thin air. And um, and time is money. Um, and they don't want to pay for it. You know, when I was uh, when I was doing uh, marketing in-house for, for a law firm, before I got there, they, they had a marketing plan. And uh, my, my predecessor put it together. And I mean, I don't know how much they spent on it, but they put it in a drawer and forgot about it. I mean, it was it was just I I was at a loss. It was it was pretty funny because it's you know part of my job was to put this plan into action, and I kind of took it out, and nobody wanted to do anything with it. So it's it's you know you not only have to have the marketing plan, but you've got to follow it. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I would follow up on my earlier comment by saying to, you know, to that client who doesn't want to pay for a marketing plan, okay, we can cobble together on, on an ad hoc basis. Yes, you need a website. Yes, you need a brochure. Yes, you need, you know, before those things, you need a solid visual graphic identity that's going to work in all media, all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's what we do, and that, in a sense, is is our bread and butter because um, coming in with creating that that marketing plan that that comes in at the five thousand foot level, we're going to do these things on this timeline toward these objectives, is an ideal way to go. But since most firms are not there, um, we could kind of do it from the ground level uh, rather than from the 5,000 foot level. So, so, so what is a marketing plan? What, what makes up a marketing plan? Uh, I'll, I'll start with that. So when I meet with a, um, a prospect or uh, to even before they become a client and it's a new website and they have, they, let's say that's a new business. The first thing I ask them is do they have a logo and do they have a color palette for the website? That might sound silly, but in my mind, as a designer, the brand identity is really important. So I want, I want the client to have an idea of what it, what it is that their, their business projects. So is your, is your logo just going to be text? Well, what does that text look like? What are the fonts? What are the colors? What does it say about you? And the colors and the design of the logo, the fonts, the tagline say a lot about your business and your brand. You know, I think one of the things about marketing plans that that get overlooked is is the research. Is you know, what do you do? Who are, who's your competition? Right. You know, right. what's the potential demand? You know, where are these people? You know, what sets your potential customers apart from other people, and how do you reach them? hundred percent. So, uh, you know, Paul can chime in on this too. One of the di most difficult things is to get people to think about what does their brand say? What colors do they like? What do they want the logo to look like? Because that sets the tone for what their whole marketing plan looks like, in my mind. It will, how the website looks. What's the shape of the website? Um, what is the website going to project? So the marketing plan has many pieces to it. And you do have to think ahead. And for instance, so in my own case, you know, I brand myself with the, my colors. So my colors are orange, black, and gray. Um, it's like a Our listeners should note that Fred is wearing an orange and black shirt with orange and black sneakers. His black. phone case is orange and black. Fred is in uniform today. Right. So my, it's, my, it's Halloween. Right. 365 <laughs> days a year. It's Halloween and Philadelphia Flyers, 100% for me. And the reason I'm saying this is because when I run into people, even if they, they may forget my name, they remember the brand. And so that's what I've been trying to project, besides other parts of your brand. But you, you want to have a focus on what that is. And usually, the logo takes a long time for people to come up with. It goes through many iterations. Then that helps people. It's, it's not just the colors and the design. That helps them think about what it is that their business is about. 
you know, if you're making widgets or if you're a law firm, CPA firm, building contractor, you know, who's your competition? And that's also seems to be a difficult question for some clients because they're not really sure who their competition is or how they're different from them. And the, who the competitors are is very important for the search engine optimization plan. You want to be able to know what are the key words that help get your competitors found that we can help build into your website. Well, yes, Paul. Well, so a lot, a lot of those points uh, which are spot on are, um, are really communications elements that are obviously key. Um, but as Rodney was saying, the you know when we're talking about marketing um, at at the at the broader level, in a sense, um, we're talking about um, what is your product. You know what what is this uh, this product or service that you're selling? In many cases, it's you, your you, your company. Um, but um, having a definition of what that is. Um, the uh, definition of the audience, and this is some of the stuff Rodney touched on just before, having that understanding of all those elements has to come before what your colors are, what your typography is like, what, you know, all of those elements which are um, implementation of the, uh, of the, the greater plan. The other thing that's included in, in good marketing plans um, and this is a place where I have to make a distinction between marketing in the broad sense and marketing communications, which is what we do, um, is that a, a good marketing plan um, also includes factors like distribution and pricing. And we don't really get into pricing, for example, um, and you know, don't really get into distribution with the exception of maybe s making suggestions in terms of your geographic you know, accessibility. Um, but so those things exist at the, at the pure marketing level. At the marketing communications level, then you're talking about um, strategies for reaching um, whoever that defined audience is, and then getting into the tactics that you're going to use, which may involve uh, rebranding with new logos, new colors, new, new appearance, um, or may just involve um, building and or enhancing the existing uh, communication tactics and mm -hmm. tools that you already have in place. You know, one of the things that, you know, I write bios for attorneys and I try to ask them good questions, try to fill them out. And I often ask, you know, why should somebody hire you instead of somebody else? And a good part of the time, they have no idea. You know, it's, you know, I'm a nice guy and I've been doing personal injury for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great, but there are plenty of nice guys who work in personal injury law, so, so why should someone hire you? And that's, you just kind of get the blank stare. So, so that's, you know, if, if, if you're looking for marketing, that's really something you need to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, comes back to what we've said about you, in, especially in a case like that, you are your brand. You, the, that personal, attorney, personal injury attorney, um, you are your brand, and if you are, you know, not everybody wants a nice guy to defend them against that, you know, awful occurrence that happened to them. They want a shark, 
Um, and uh, you may be a nice guy, but you need to let your shark, uh, your you know, your shark skin suit, your, in, your inner to, shark, your inner right. shark needs to be accessible. And so, so, so we've been tossing around the term brand. So what what's a brand? I mean, what? Because because that's a word that really gets tossed around a lot. Uh, you know, in, in marketing speak, but I, I mean, and I don't even know what a good a good definition would well, be. Well, and, and people often think of their brand as their logo, and yeah, that's a part of it. But that's that's just, you know, that's just the sign on the door, and the sign on the door is another element there. Right. You know, but um, but the brand is, you know, is the all encompassing you, your business, whatever that may be. Um, and so every aspect of your of your public visibility and persona is an element of your brand. Um, it's who you are, how you speak, who you speak to, and um, in in addition to those uh, visual components like logos and appearance of your website and all those other things. Right. So along with brand, I, I get this question a lot. So if you have um, many lawyers as your clients, how are you going to distinguish me among the other ones when it comes to SEO and my website? And I say, well, a lot of that depends on your brand. So your brand is who, who are you? Um, with a personal injury lawyer, since there are so many, and many of them spend a fortune on SEO, all you have to do is drive down 95 in from Bucks County into Philadelphia to see a law firm after law firm after law firm. Um, so what distinguishes them? And it's it's the the face. Generally, it's the face of that organization. Um, you'll see an image of an attorney. Uh, you know, is he is that person? Is that man or woman the only attorney? No, they probably have multiple attorneys in that office. But there's always one who's the face of all the advertising, that's their brand. And part of the brand is their tagline. Um, it could be, you know, trust in us or whatever. We whatever fight for you. We fight for you, yeah. Oh. The, you know, the injury lawyer, which you hear quite a bit, you know. You don't see so many other law firms advertising like that or doing marketing like that, but that's just an, an example. So the brand becomes who you are, how do we trust, of course, is the most important thing. And I'll use myself as an example. So I try and be all over social media, the colors and everything else. Orange um, and black. Orange and black. <laughs> Just don't forget that. But there are other things, too. There, and there, there are some silly things. For instance, there are a lot of contests from magazines and on, from physical magazines, online magazines, newspapers, for the best of in your community. Those are great ways to market yourself. They're not such great ways to say who is the best because there's actually no judging involved. There's voting based upon popularity and how many times you're advertising it. So I've won Best of Bucks County several times, and I'll tell my clients, am I the best web designer in Bucks County? My wife and my kids think so. Fred, of course you are. Of course I am. But... What the re I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back. What it means is that I was better at marketing myself than someone else. Right. And sometimes the person who wins 
especially if you know their business, you say, they're the best, with a question mark, but they did a great job at getting people to vote for them. Yeah. And that's a lot of what marketing and advertising is. When you drive down 95 or turn on almost any channel, especially, especially those stations that used to be called UHF. I don't know what you call those stations in the higher numbers now. Bankrupt. <laughs> if you turn on the TV, the, the channels that have the judge shows, there's multiple judge shows sponsored by multiple law firms, it must be working. They're spending a fortune on it. So that part of their marketing plan, which is a huge part of it, is working. So, so Paul, I was, I was going to ask you, how do you improve your brand? How do you make it more effective? The most important thing that any firm can do to improve its, its brand and its visibility is frequency. Because you cannot win the race if you, you know, if you sprint on day one and you are exhausted the rest of the week or the month or the year. And, um, and because, because, and this is one of the reasons that those, those billboards on 95 are a good example of, of good marketing practice. We hate them, kind of, because they all look the same. As Fred said, it's, you know, I'm, I'm you know, the big partner at partner and partner, you know, law firm. Um, but that visibility um, hits people who are driving on that road every single day. They're going to and from the city or wherever they go. And that, um, and that frequency is what generates recall. And so when, they, uh, when the time comes to vote f in the popularity contest for the best law firm, you know, you're going to think, oh, partner and partner. Or, you know, and likewise, when you're looking for a law firm. Um, so the single most important thing in, in almost all of marketing communications is frequency. You have to say it and say it and say it and say it because and that's how it, how it sticks. Yeah, correct. And also along with frequency um, is when you talk to um, a new client about a marketing plan of any, of any type, if you're going to do SEO, if you're going to do blogs, if you're going to do an email marketing plan as part of it, frequency is so important because you can't expect results after one week, one month, two months. It, it, it takes time. People have to see it. I think it used to be, I think, 27 impressions before people can make a decision. I don't know if a number like that still holds. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that, that, you know, magic formula holds anymore because we're bombarded with so yeah. much stuff all the time that, you know, if you're out there 27 times and, you know, you've got some identity and I'm looking for you, I'm looking for someone on the 28th day, you know, you're not there. You know, I was gonna I was gonna bring up the time issue because I used to write a fair amount of material for for a woman who owns a uh, social media marketing outfit here in Bucks County, and we would st I'd be writing blogs, all these very interesting companies. I'd write all these interesting topics, and then they would disappear within three months. And she's like, "Well, you know, they they were expecting people to start lining up out their doors after three months, and they don't want to." They don't want to 
pay anything. So it's, you know, it's, you know, I mean, yeah. Is is there a way? So 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 if I'm a business and I want like a super shot of adrenaline and I want my business to be bouncing off the walls in a week, is there a way to do that? Yeah, I, spend a lot of money, <laughs> and then and, and preferably with Paul Schindel or yes. Fred Peretsky, but and, well, of course. <laughs> But, um, that, uh, you know, in, in most cases, that's the only way. And the, the problem with that, you know, that, that's fine if you have, if you're a retailer and you've got a tractor trailer full of perishable stuff and you've got to get it out this week. But if you want people to come back next week and you're not pushing, you know, chicken thighs at a really cheap price because you've got to get rid of them, if they come back and they see chicken thighs at twice the the price they got last week, they may go somewhere else. So again, frequency is is it you know what it what it means for for a company um, is a commitment to marketing, a commitment to to the communications that is essentially a ongoing year round uh, commitment with you know, accommodation for seasonality if that's a factor in your business. You know, there's a quote, and I, and I forget if it relates to life or other things that say it's not a sprint, it's a, mar- it's a marathon. So it does, take, right. it does take time. But sometimes getting people to your business right away is just something serendipitous happens. I just heard yesterday at an event that I was at, the CEO of Honeygrow, which is a, f- a fast-growing uh fast casual dining experience is what they call it um he built the business up from nothing to like 27 units now when he opened up and it's only in like five years when the first location opened in center city philadelphia business was not great it was really really slow in the first couple months he had a promotion that he just came up with like off the top of his head because he does not like the philadelphia parking authority he said and their, their business was 16th and Chestnut. He said, if anybody has a parking ticket, we'll pay it. We'll pay your fine up to $36. So then the news crew happened to be around. They filmed this. It was on the news. The next day, the business was mobbed with customers. This is a f- restaurant. And only one person asked them to pay for his ticket. But just that amount of unexpected advertising help to turn that location around. So sometimes that's unusual. It's generally going to be keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And one thing I noticed with those billboards, which I'm not 100% in favor of either, but they do work, is that they change a lot. The electronic ones are amazing. But even the printed ones, if you travel on 95 enough and you notice them, you'll see that they're, they're changing them changing the message a little bit the brand is the same the message is slightly changed and it gets updated a lot so it's much easier to change electronic things like your website like an electronic billboard like your blogs but it's not going to happen overnight and i don't think anybody can predict if anybody tells you that we can get you first on every search immediately 
walk away because that's not going to happen. <laughs> They're lying. We never <laughs> promise. It can't. It cannot be done. Right. Right. They. I. I need to split a hair on that um, comment about the. Well, wait. This is three bald guys splitting hairs. <laughs> who are, who are we from? kidding? Yeah. We, there's. There's not a lot to split. So. so um, you mentioned uh, with that restaurant um, event um, that that's the kind you said that's the kind of advertising that um, that can be real really effective. And I have to say that's not advertising. That is opportunistic news um, and a, the kind of event that um, that if you can get it, whether it's planned as you know and and you pitch it to the um, to the news media. Or you, um, or it's a you know a, a serendipitous. The news crew happened to be in the area. That's great, and you can really make a lot of hay with that. Not only in the moment, and uh, but you can you know when you include that on your website, and you know in the case of a restaurant, maybe posters on your wall or something that says, "Look what happened when we did you know our uh, parking ticket event." Um, you can get a lot of mileage out of that. And um, and that can be free if you're if you're that lucky. Um, one of the impo important components of many um, marketing communication um, efforts is public relations, mm. and so that's a whole different realm where you're paying a professional to uh, develop and place uh, news stories uh, or feature stories in the media. Um, so. You know, and clients often say, "Well, I got this free story. I didn't pay anything to be in the Philadelphia Inquirer or the New York Times, the you know, the newspaper." Um, but um, more often than not, there's a paid professional who has placed that story um, to you know, and ha has the connections to those media representatives to get them in in your in the door, in effect, and to write about your your venture. Good point. Thanks for adding that. Okay. Well, I think I think we've we've done enough damage for our for our first episode. Um, you know, the plan in the, in the future, I think we're going to be talking about specific tools you could use in marketing, and also have some guests. So, if if you run a a business or an organization, you want to chat about marketing and want to be on our show, please let us know, and uh, we'll be back soon. So, thank you very much for uh, for listening. We should also give our contact information if you want to get a um, hold of You us. can do that, too. So if you're looking for Fred, just look for someone in orange and black. <laughs> He's everywhere. I'm not gritty, but I'll do it. I'll do a good gritty job for you. You can, you can reach me at fcpdigital.com, or you can also go to our podcast website, which is threeballedguyspodcast.com. And you'll find me, Paul Schindel, at threebears.com. Spell out the word, T-H-R-E-E, -E, bears.com. And um, look forward to uh, chatting with people. And you can uh, drop me a line at writer for hire. That's F-O-R, not the number, at outlook.com. Thank you very much, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for joining us at the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast. Please join us again next time. And check out our website at three, the number three, baldguyspodcast.com. Until next time, 
May the good marketing be yours. <laughs>